Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio. I'm Darren Hefty. And I'm Brian Hefty. Thanks for joining us today. Well, today on the show, we're going to give you a little preview of the Ag PhD Field Day. It's coming up this Thursday. We'd love to have you join us. It's right on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. You can go to agphd.com if you want to learn more about the Ag PhD Field Day or just stay tuned here. All day, we're going to be talking about our, our field day and just some of the things that are going on here in our region. It's been very dry for three years now, but one of the things that we like about that is it really starts to help you separate out things that work and things that don't work when you're under some challenging situations like this. So, I mean, quite frankly, when it rains uh, on a very regular basis, you get you get the rain you're looking for and uh, you have that that good weather, the temperature's right and all that kind of thing. You know, life's pretty easy, and you can pick one of many options, and it'll all probably be fine. But this year is a year where you can really see the difference, and this is why we talk so much here at Ag PhD about making the right choices, the choices that have a better chance to work in all types of situations rather than just, well, you got to have the right weather, and you got to have these things going for you. So anyway... We'd love to have you join us for the field day. It's a free event we put on each year just to say thank you to you for listening to us here at Ag PhD Radio and watching our television show, Ag PhD TV. So we've been doing the radio show now for 10 years here on SiriusXM. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoy the show. We talk agronomy all the time, how to raise better crops. And when you come to our farm, we just want to show you some of the research we're working on, some of the new technologies that we're using, and... Also, I will tell you, I was just down at the field day site this morning. We have more equipment there than ever. So you're going to see some brand new things that in some cases you may never have seen before from companies out there, whether it's uh, Klaus or John Deere, Case IH, Fent, Demco, uh, Soil Warrior, ETS. Uh, many different companies are here. 360 Yield Center. So a lot of these things we are we've either been using or demoing it just experimenting with on our own farm or somewhere uh, throughout all the research that we do in many different states and it's it's pretty exciting you know a lot of people they talk about agriculture and right away if you ask someone who is from town or they're not familiar with ag or anything like that they're going to think more of probably just let's call it what what I would almost consider old time farming now. And you look at all the exciting new things. It's awesome. I mean, just amazing equipment that we've got, GPS, um, and even some of the, the, the things that we're using now, whether it's satellite imagery or drones or uh, UAVs. Uh, I, I mean, some of the new equipment that we've got is just, it's so big, it's so fast, it's so efficient, it's just amazing compared to what we used to have. So anyway, we'll have a lot of those things there. We also will have a number of great guest speakers that you can listen to. And by the way, if you look at the forecast, please don't let the forecast scare you off because sure, it might say 90 degrees but on Thursday, but we start at 7 a.m. It's going to be beautiful at 7 a.m. and we're done with our plot tour kind of things by 10.30 in the morning. So already after 10.30, 
basically the rest of the day, you've got the opportunity to sit in air-conditioned buildings or under tents. And I was just out there and it was 85 degrees here this afternoon. Well, with the wind blowing, I, Darren, I thought it actually felt pretty good. I thought it felt pretty comfortable over there. Not bad at all. And the other thing is, if you're, if you're farming, you've been outside all summer anyway. Exactly. You're totally used to it. It's just another day. But yeah, so, it's 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, I, I mean, we start early, we're done early. And like like I say, you're going to be walking around and looking at the out, outside stuff and the, uh, the plots and things like that before 1030 in the morning. So it's certainly not going to be that hot at that early stage in the day. So anyway, love to have you join us for that. Again, Ag PhD Field Day coming up this Thursday. So that's Thursday, July 27th. It's always the last Thursday in July. It's on our farm right near Baltic, South Dakota. And if you're not familiar with where that is, it's basically where the states of Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota all meet up, where they all intersect. Uh, We're only about 20 miles from that. Right north of Sioux Falls, about 10 miles. And there is a great airport in Sioux Falls too. You can fly in, you can drive in. We got two interstate highways located within nine miles of the Ag PhD Field Day site. So we're in a really good location, pretty easy to get to. And by the way, if you haven't driven through South Dakota lately, the interstate speed limit's 80 miles an hour. So you can make good time once you get to our state. All right, let's get to the Ag PhD mailbag. This one comes in from Brandon over in southern Minnesota. He said, hey guys, my corn is actually just starting to tassel, and I wanted to put a fungicide out there, and I was thinking about adding a PGR product called Inertia as well. But since it's going to be in the 90s this week, I'm wondering, should I wait with my fungicide at Inertia, or is this exactly the time that we need it? Okay, let's put it this way. The forecast keeps changing for us. So for a while, it was going to be, oh, the whole week's going to be hot. Now we only have three days that are going to be above 90, and you never know. We might not have any. It's hard to say, but I will tell you this. If you're going to spray a fungicide in the summer, we know it's going to be hot. The average daily high temp right now in our area, and we're we're cool compared to a lot of other areas, is 86 degrees. And people have had good success using fungicides for years at this time of year, much further south than us. But the key thing is spray in the morning. If you spray when it's cool, you've got a better chance for that product to get into the plant. That is a really big deal. Um, I don't know that I would wait, but you certainly could. Because quite frankly, that's the next thing. Are you going to have disease if it is hot and dry? But I'll say this, even though like in our area, yeah, it's supposed to be pretty warm. The humidity is supposed to be above 50%, 100% of the time here for the next few days for us. So we're looking at a lot of times during the day, and especially in the evening, overnight, where we got super high humidity. That could mean a little greater chance for disease. So we'll see what happens. Well, today we're giving you a preview of the Ag PhD Field Day, which is coming up on Thursday this week. We'll talk more about that coming up right after this. Corn rootworms are called the billion-dollar bug for a reason. If you don't control the adult populations now, their offspring will cost you later. Steward EC Insecticide from FMC offers a unique mode of action that delivers fast and long-lasting residual control of corn rootworm beetles and other tough insects. Choose Steward EC Insecticide from FMC. Always read and follow label directions and precautions for use. When it comes to cereal disease protection, 
Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro, the future of plant health starts here. Visit prosaropro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Good morning and hallelujah! Watch it. My spray and pray days are over! What's with Randy? Oh, he's just amped. Weed field heaven! Amped? Yeah, he ordered that new Battalion Amp herbicide from UPL. They're calling it the new gold standard. This is the greatest day in herbicidal history! So, how can I... Get amped? Just go to battalionamp.com. It's gonna be a good year! Always read and follow label directions. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Did you know 20% of stored corn is overventilated by three points of moisture? On 100,000 bushels, that's a whole semi-load. Stop this problem for as little as $2,100 per bin with the end zone for corn from FarmShop MFG. Learn more at FarmShopMFG.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio today, and hopefully you're planning on attending the Ag PhD Field Day. That's coming up in just a few days here on Thursday, July 27th, right here on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. We're talking a little bit today about what is going to be at the field day and what to expect there. So whether you're coming to the field day or you're not able to this year, at least you can get a little taste of some of the things that you could see if you're at the field day or, or start planning your day as to what you want to make sure you see when you come visit us. Got Abe Eubank with us right now with TopCon, and certainly precision ag and innovation is one of the big things about field day that I love. Abe, thanks for joining us today. Hey guys, thanks for having me. How y'all doing? Pretty good. You know, you get a lot of questions at the field day. I know you guys have been busy in past years. So, what are you gearing up for this year? What are what are some of the things you're going to show, and what do you think the the main questions people will be asking this year will be? Well, this year we we've kind of scaled back our our tent space a little bit, and, and we pushed more of our focus on our field plot demonstration. Um, over the past couple of years, we, we've gotten a lot of interest and a lot of questions, you know, kind of centered around what we're doing there in the field and, and what we're showing. So this year, that's where a lot of our focus is going to be on and really showing how technology incorporation in pretty much any aspect of, of a farming operation can, can increase your efficiency and, and really help drive that profitability at the end of the season. So this year, we're, we're kind of following a very similar footprint to what we did last year and we're really highlighting two of our our technology solutions and the first one being our, our tillage depth solution and how we automatically control the the tillage implement prior to planting and get that proper seed bed prep going and consistency across that and then also our nitrogen sensing technology with our crop spec sensors so we actually just got some some soil sample data back and some tissue analysis back on our plots there at the farm and, and we're actually seeing a, a lot of nitrogen variability in those in those plots even in, in some real short spaces so we're we're going to take our sensor there and show how 
you know, technology integration from a sensor standpoint can really, you know, help detect those low and high areas of nitrogen so you can be more efficient with your application there. You know, we get a lot of questions about sensors, and, and that's going to be a real highlight there to, to look at those crop spec sensors. When you think about just every pass we're making across the field, we should be gathering data, and, and why not? When you've got tools like this that can, like you say, diagnose where, hey, we're a little short here, we're in good shape over there, then we can target applications to just hit those areas that really need it. And if you don't think that is a big deal, it has been so huge for us doing variable rate applications to spend the money where we can get a return on investment and don't spend it where it's not going to pay back. Right, exactly. And, and kind of one of my favorite things to say is when it comes to technology in, in whatever form or fashion you, you choose to integrate it, your profitability is going to come back through the efficiency gain. So it's profitability through efficiency. And the efficiency is where are you putting that product? Are you putting it where it makes the most sense and where it's the most needed? And that's where you're, you're going to see those profit gains. Well, there's certainly a lot to talk about, and I am excited that you're going to show a little bit more about what's going on right here in the field. Let's just show you what we can do. Uh, it's really impressive what you'll see from TopCon, and we're talking with Abe Eubank here about what TopCon's going to have at the Ag PhD Field Day this year. Abe, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the support. Look forward to seeing you this week. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all in a couple of days. You bet. It's coming up quick. Uh, I got C.J. Parker on right now with Case IH. How you doing, C.J.? Oh, not, not too bad. Yourself? Well, pretty good. Pretty good. Everybody gets excited to see new equipment and, and what's happening in the industry. And, of course, Case IH is, is right at the front of all that. Uh, so when you're talking about things at the field day this year, what are you going to focus on, C.J.? Uh, so what we're focusing on when we have the field day there there this Thursday is, um, you know, we offer a high-speed disc with our Speed Tiller 475, um, our VT Flex 435, and um, we, we won't have the 335 VT there, but really focusing, I get questions from, from customers and farmers all the time, you know, you offer this tool, you offer that tool, you know, which one which one do I do I want or which one do I need? And um, I always tell people, you know, let's let's start with what's your end goal for your residue management, what's your end goal for your for your tillages, and then um, then we'll work backwards from there to find the to find the correct case size tool that fits your needs. You know, we looked at a bunch of different high-speed disc-type options, CJ, and what stood out to me with Case IH's solution was the tillage floor was was even. And I don't know if we just didn't know how to set the other machines or whatnot, but we just could never get that job done as well as we did with your machine. What's different? Why why is yours uh, better or easier to set? Well, there's a, there's a few things with the Speed Tiller 475 that helps give you that, that flatter floor underneath or, or working that entire soil profile, which is important also if we're, we're looking at removing moving weeds and um, and then mixing up that residue for that uniform soil and, and soil temperature and moisture. But, um, you know, with our, our, we use the thickest rubbers in the industry to hold them disc arms. Um, we got the thickest disc arms um, compared to the competition. That really helps that uh, that disc blade when it enters the ground to stay where it needs to be. And we also have the ability as then blades wear to, uh, to index and front gangs on the, on the speed tiller. So as that blade wears, we can make sure that um, that front blade is indexed to the rear blade. 
to give us that that smooth floor, that that full soil profile cut to well, the soil. Well, Brian and I are kind of famous for getting out there early, and we like to plant when the soil temperature is still a little bit lower than others uh, would like to see. And what what's made a difference for us when we use a tool like this? You mentioned the temperature just real briefly, but we see a more even temperature through that seed bed. We see a more even environment. And man, did we have great emergence this spring. So I'm excited about that. But not everybody wants to run a high-speed disc, CJ. A lot of guys are talking about vertical tillage. Talk to us about that just a little bit. Yeah, so the, we offer basically three tools from the vertical tillage lineup with Case H, the 335 VT, the 335 Barracuda, and then uh, the new, uh, somewhat newer VT uh, Flex 435 you know that 335 VT is, is real similar to the to the uh, the original 330 Turbo. Um, it's going to cut and, and mix residue mainly in that top top couple inches, so it's going to leave quite a bit of quite a bit of residue on top. Um, and then we go if you look at our Barracuda, I kind of compare the uh, the Barracuda is the same same frame as that 335 VT, just with a different blade. That blade has more concavity to it, and it goes to a 22 inch blade. Where the the VT machine has a 20 inch blade with a, with a very shallow concavity, um, so that Barracuda is gonna it's gonna be able to go a little bit deeper because it's got that extra two inches diameter on the blades, throws a little bit so more soil over, and uh, I kind of compare it somewhere between that 335 VT and, and a disc harrow because it uh, definitely makes that soil a little bit blacker. And then when we look at our, our VT Flex machine, um, that's the first machine in the case I each tillage line up with adjustable gang angles. So we can, um, you know, for that customer that wants to uh, to go in at a zero degree gang angle to uh, just just basically cut that residue, we have that ability. And then we can go all the way to 12 degrees to be more aggressive and um, mixing that residue on the, on the soil surface. But what we've seen is, is um, you know, when we get to that eight degrees to twelve degrees, we don't see much difference as far as far as residue coverage. Um, but that twelve degrees is probably more of a fall type usage. We can move more soil laterally if there's guts or root gullies to uh, to fill in. But I'm probably going to leave a little bit more clod sizing or a little bit more clods on top at that twelve degrees. So it seems like that eight degrees is what a lot of customers like. But we can also adjust them gangs independently from from front to rear. I'm talking to some guys that ran up this spring ahead of ahead of planting. Um, a lot of guys are running four degrees up front to get a little bit more cutting action, and they were running eight degrees in the back to uh, to mix more of that soil um, around the top of the residue. That is really exciting. Yeah, everybody has a different use for vertical tillage, a little different goal, and of course, different soils and soil conditions. Uh, pretty excited to see that 435 out there. Uh, as we're talking to CJ Parker here with Case IH. CJ, great talking to you again. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yep, I'll be out there. I'll be out there later this week. All right, it's coming up on Thursday, the Ag PhD Field Day. We'll talk more about it coming up right after this. Precision crop nutrition pays. And AgroLiquid has precisely what it takes to help you succeed. The right products plus the right expertise to give you guidance based on your soils, your fields, and your goals. While our clean, seed-safe formulations and lower application rates make planter fertilizer easier than ever. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. 
Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Waterhemp. Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of Fierce Herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valent.com fierce to find the right fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we open up our farm to you so you can learn more ways to improve your farm. And the Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. This year, we're featuring guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, numerous panels of the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running in our demo area than we've ever had before. We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kids area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drinks available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything is free. We know that you're busy and your time is valuable. That's why we do everything we can to make sure the Ag PhD Field Day is a very worthwhile investment of your time. So please go to agphd.com to learn more and be sure to register to join us at this year's Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. The hardworking, independent spirit of rural America can often be isolating. It's not often discussed, but mental health issues are real. Now's the time to lead by example, talk openly, and show that a strong mind is just as important as a strong body. FMC is proud to be working toward ending the misconceptions around mental health. Through awareness, guidance, and action, together we can uproot the stigma. Insects have reigned since the dawn of time. Adapted to their surroundings, experience the harshest climates and toughest challenges until now. With two modes of action, Ridgeback Insecticide delivers one devastating outcome for soybean aphids, extinction from your fields. They may have lived through it all, but they won't survive this. End soybean aphids reign at ridgeback.corteva.us. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We are inside in the Morton Studios today, but on Thursday, we'll be outside for most of the day at the Ag PhD Field Day. We're really excited for you to come see what's going on in our farm, see our research plots, see lots of new equipment and technologies, and see some of the brand new things coming out in fertility and crop protection. Uh, might get a little taste of that right here with John Verhelst with Corteva. John, thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Corteva has certainly had a lot of new things coming out, a, a huge pipeline and, and new products coming out in a variety of different crops and non-crop uses over the last few years and, and coming down the road here in the next year or two as well. What are we going to see at the Ag PhD Field Day? I appreciate you teeing up the pipeline component. When we get to Ag PhD Field Day, we're, we're really going to have something for folks to see in corn, soybeans, wheat. we got a little sorghum up there. Uh, we'll have our, our folks from the range and pasture and, and seed teams there as well. So uh, we're, we're going to be featuring new products in 
a majority of the crops that we just talked about, uh, along with some exciting stories to tell in our pasture land management business, seed business. So certainly, uh, if you've got any of the, the standard crops, cropping systems, or interesting uh, crops that you, you're looking to find answers to, uh, happy to talk about those along with our biologicals offerings that are at the Corteva booth. You know what? That is a great point that you make there, John. If you've got questions and you say, well, I, I'm farming sorghum mainly on my farm and those guys aren't going to know anything or there isn't going to be any expert up there. Yeah, there is. We have sorghum at the Ag PhD field, they said. And like you say, uh, John, in the Corteva booth, they're going to be talking about that and talking about crop protection solutions for sorghum. So bring your questions, regardless of what crop you have or where you're from, and and seek out some of these industry experts. We're, we're super excited excited about the team that Corteva is bringing. There's going to be tons of people there working out of that tent with uh, expert knowledge in a variety of different things. You mentioned pasture there, John, and that's one too that uh, folks will say, well, isn't this all about crops? No, not necessarily. Pasture is super important too. And I look at a year like this year, it's so dry out there. If you've got any weeds in your pasture, you lost so much grass production. It's, it's amazing what a difference it can make taking care of your pastures too. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate you guys having the platform when we when we meet with you guys every year and say, hey, we uh, we need to throw some sorghum in here. Or we, we want to have a tent to talk, look at biologicals on some uh, unique crops or, or plant some wheat. You guys are certainly more than hospitable to, to let us grow some of these, you know, call it outside the core market geography crops to, to get folks uh, some exposure to while they're they're on the farm. I know a lot of people are familiar with Utricia, and that's been a widely used product now and, and certainly showing out this year once again in corn. And surprisingly, soybeans, even more than the corn for some guys, they're all excited about it for corn, but I think the soybean uh, end of it might be even better. But I know you've got more coming in the pipeline on that biological side too. Corteva's going to have a, an excellent booth if you want to check out and ask more questions on those things. Are you talking about anything specific there, John, on the, the biological solutions? Yeah, so great tee up there. We'll have you, Trisha N, featured uh, from the nitrogen management space. We'll, we'll also kind of talk about the biologicals evolution that we've got in the portfolio with Corteva uh, from Utricia P that'll be coming for the phosphorus side of, of the business. Uh, we've got opportunities for insect control in the biological space, along with some some stress mitigation products and so stress. stress. Uh, so you know, think people may think. Hey, biologicals, maybe it's just a nitrogen management product in that space, but certainly stress mitigation, insect protection, micro and macronutrient management, uh, all of those will be encompassed uh, and on display uh, and ready to have discussions about uh, at the Corteva booth. Find anybody uh, there wearing the logo and we'll happily tell you the story and what we're bringing to the market in that space. Well, there's a lot to talk about. I know we could pretty much talk the whole show just about some things you could see in Corteva's booth. We, you mentioned insects, and you got solutions there, and, and uh, just about any crop you can think about. Uh, talking with John Verhelst here. Sure, look up John and the rest of the team in Corteva's booth when you come to the Ag PhD Field Day. John, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for the time. Look forward to seeing everybody on Thursday. Got Scott McKernan right now with AGI. Scott, how you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Well, pretty good. I, I wish the Ag PhD Field Day was our main grain bin setup so we could talk about some of those uh, solutions that you've got. But but what are folks going to see in, in AGI's area at the Ag PhD Field Day? Well, hey, 
thanks. It's great to be here, and uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, literally, field day is just a few days away, right? July 27th in Baltic, South Dakota. We're going to be at the show, and our spot is near Case IH in the middle left of the show's layout. And uh, first new this year, AGI will be joining a very interesting panel conversation at 12.50 to 1.20 p.m. Central in the Morton Building on USDA's REAP grants. The name of the discussion is REAP, the Benefits of Energy Efficient Equipment. AGI's Ryan Thompson will share some of the tips we've learned at AGI helping growers and their grant writers to apply and qualify for USDA's Rural Energy for America, that's REAP, Grants on the Energy Efficient Equipment. It's going to be a really dynamic conversation. For those who don't know, USDA's REAP program is offering grants for renewable and energy efficient improvements that are fairly significant for farmers now through 2024. But everybody knows that going through that grant writing process can be daunting for farmers and their trusted partners. Panelist Ryan Thompson, AGI Strategic Account Manager, and Kelly Garrett, Iowa grower and extreme eggs advocate, will be talking about the REAP opportunity and share some real-world tips to ease the application process. So make sure you take a cool-down break and check out that panel conversation at 1250 in the Morton Building. You know, you mentioned Second, that. So invite- talk about a talk about a cool down break, Scott. That's an air conditioned building, and and for folks who haven't been to the field day before, we've got we've got uh, air conditioned facilities too. So if you say, you know what, it's getting a little warm outside. Hey, sit down, grab a cool drink, uh, listen to uh, some great information like this. You're kind of stealing the show here, Scott, by saying, hey, how'd you like to get free money? That sounds like a good reason to come to the Ag PhD <laughs> field to end, get more energy efficient on the farm, and save money going forward too. So that's a good start. That's right. That's right. What a what a great start. And uh, hey, second, we're going to uh, we're going to be demoing the uh, AGI Bin Manager, which is our in bin monitoring system. That system is uh, monitors temp and moisture and provides you real time data on your phone at your computer to make real decisions about the condition of your grain. We'll yeah. also be showcasing AGI's complete solutions for grain storage handling and conditioning. AGI has got the most complete product lineup available. Our portfolio of farm-wide solutions includes bin and field level monitoring, like I mentioned, portable handling, storage, permanent handling, and conditioning. AGI provides customers with market-leading solutions that improve safety, security, ease of handling, and efficiency. Together, this, prov- this improves on-farm profitability. So AGI is committed to innovation and addressing farmers' needs by continually advancing and bringing new technology to the market. Growers can sign up for a free safe uh, bin assessment as well. Um, our free safe uh, bin assessment is a uh, is an opportunity to get the, your dealer or uh, one of AGI employees out on the farm to look at your system and make uh, give you some suggestions on a more efficient way to manage your grain. That that's an awesome offer, Scott. To have experts that are willing at at no obligation come out, take a look at things, and see. All right, what are you doing here? How can we improve things? Because uh, I just look at, at grain bins all over that go out of condition, or or farmers are struggling to to 
get get it right to the correct moisture and temperature and those types of things. Uh, the other thing I was thinking, Scott, too, when you said we are going to uh, have a demo about the bin manager, I thought, oh, no, uh, he's probably got access to our account. He's going to pull up our bins. I better make sure everything's in great shape before <laughs> we get there. So don't make me look bad, Scott, at the AgPHD no. field day. <laughs> no. I tell you what, man, it's, it's really great equipment, as you know. And, uh, you know, this uh, this technology is uh, is long overdue. So uh, AGI is really proud to have uh, our uh, bin monitoring equipment help uh, growers all over the United States. Uh, to have real-time data available on your phone or your, your computer is, is super nice. Uh, talking with Scott McKernan here. Make sure you check out AGI at the Ag PhD Field Day. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Morton Buildings has served the American farmer for more than 120 years. From manufacturing our own building components to constructing your building, Morton takes pride in being the industry leader in post-frame construction by providing a quality building and exceptional customer service. A Morton is built to last for generations. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. Get uniform control in your fields with trusted, hard-working Lucento fungicide. Control the toughest diseases with a dual-mode-of-action fungicide that consistently outperforms the competition and field trials. Lucento fungicide from FMC works overtime for lasting control to help improve crop yields. Talk about getting the job done. Visit your FMC retailer or lucento.ag.fmc.com for hard-working control in your fields. Always read and follow all label directions. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we open up our farm to you so you can learn more ways to improve your farm. And the Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. This year, we're featuring guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, numerous panels of the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running in our demo area than we've ever had before. We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drinks available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything is free. We know that you're busy and your time is valuable. That's why we do everything we can to make sure the Ag PhD Field Day is a very worthwhile investment of your time. So please, go to agphd.com to learn more, and be sure to register to join us at this year's Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. The success of next year's harvest begins with this year's harvest. Hi, Greg Souter from 360 Yield Center. 360 Chain Roll is a simple replacement stalk roll for your corn head. Chain Roll doubles the rate of stalk breakdown. It crimps and cuts tough stalks to boost microbial activity and speed breakdown. And compared to chopping heads, it reduces emergence issues in next spring's crop. See 360 Chain Roll in action at 360yieldcenter.com. When I step on someone's farm, I feel like I've already walked a mile in their shoes. I spin spring on the tractor and fall in the combine. I see the excitement in my kids' eyes on our farm, but worry if there's enough of it for all of them. I make sure everything Case IH makes meets the challenges farmers face, because I face them too. My name is Ryan, I am a farmer, and I work at Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers.
Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. Brian Hefty here, along with my brother Darren. We're live in the Morton studio today, just talking about the Ag PhD Field Day. Next, we got Trevor Dale on with us. He's with Valent. Hey, Trevor, how are things going for you today? Real good, Brian. How are you doing? Excellent. All right, so we're talking a little about the field day and kind of a preview of what people can expect to see there. So we've been doing a lot of work with Valent and anything new and different you guys have been coming out with for probably the last 15, 20 years now. Uh, But talk to us a little bit about what people might see in your area and some of the things we're working on together here for 2023. Sure. So I guess one of the newest herbicides we just released was is Maverick herbicide for corn, and uh, it's our first entry into the corn market. It's got three effective uh, herbicide combinations, um, an excellent formulation with a low use rate, and can be used in field corn, seed corn, silage, yellow popcorn, not restricted use. Be applied pre or post and ground or air and mixed with liquid fertilizer or pregnated on dry fertilizer. So um, about everything a person could ask for. Yeah, so a lot of other well, companies have had products that they are pushing in that same kind of market space. But one of the things you mentioned there was the low use rate. We've had a lot of people uh, very interested in that here in the last few years because it seems like the weeds are almost tougher to fight today than they were a few years ago, running into a lot of resistance issues. So guys do all these big combinations or buy these big premixes that have, well, kind of like yours, three different modes of action, and that's great and all. But if all of a sudden you got to start spraying so much, it's just, it's a lot more to haul, a lot to, to put out there. The refills take longer and all that kind of thing. So anyway, yeah, the low use rate is good. Uh, but you, you got three products there that have good residual, and so it's it is kind of exciting. Yeah, burn down a residual, and the, yeah, I really like the low use rate myself because as somebody who does uh, spraying myself, um, it it is challenging. And then you know sometimes you can get into crazy tank mixes, and um, you know, okay, which one did I dump in, and how much, and because uh, it's a really busy, frantic time of the year, and you're oftentimes trying to cover as many acres as you possibly can, and in a narrow window. So, hey, um, speaking um, speaking really, of yeah, speaking of frantic though, it, uh, one of the things that's come up here just lately has been a lot of people running into spider mite issues, and I know we've been spraying some zeal ourselves on our farm. Talk to us just a little bit about that and how how a person might look for spider mites because we're finding some even around our Ag PhD field day site. Yeah, and it, and it does get more challenging as you get older, I've noticed, uh, to see the little buggers. But <laughs> um, they they generally come in, okay, around this time of the year, a lot of the road ditches have been mowed, and they'll, they'll move from the road ditches into the borders. They'll start along the borders of fields, and you'll often find them on the lower, lower or lowest leaves first. And then as they produce, reproduce and multiply, they will move up the plant unless you take measures to stop that. So I think the easiest way to do it is to, A, for us older guys, have reading glasses and then a white sheet of paper and put it under the leaves and shake that uh, corn or soybean leaf 
and they'll often fall on the sheet of paper and you can see them that way. Yeah, and one of the big things too they, for us and the reason why we were we went to zeal rather than just spraying, let's call it dimethoate or bifenthrin or something, is we wanted to kill the eggs. We didn't just want to kill the adults, we wanted to kill the eggs. And by the way, Trevor, I was going to mention to you, because uh, I know you had talked to me about, well, it's, you know, it's pretty good on adults, but I mean, we had excellent kill. We killed all the adults. We killed all, I mean, as far as we know on the eggs, I know we would have done good, but that's kind of the question mark is, okay, how good a job are we going to do uh we went out and scouted like three days later everything's dead so it's fantastic oh wow that's that's good to hear i generally do uh i do like the under promise and <laughs> over deliver but it, it is generally it is it's uh zeal is not um not gonna kill them off instantly it's yeah. the, the magic with zeal is the residual sure um is essentially it's a slower kill because it affects their hormones, but once once they're gone, they're going to be gone. Yeah. All right. So just so you real... will that that will be at the field day as well. <laughs> yeah. So all right, we should have some of that out there. Okay. And just real quick, anything else you wanted to mention for the field day? Yeah, I just want to say uh, really look forward to it and um, ask that people stop by our tent. We're going to have air conditioning. Uh, all kinds of flavors of coffee in the morning and watermelon in the afternoon. So, all right, excellent. Look forward to it. Yep, I will have to stop by myself. All right, again, that's Trevor Dale with Valent, <laughs> and uh, he'll be at the Ag PhD Field Day this Thursday. Thanks a lot, Trevor. See you Thursday. Thank you. You bet. Have a great day. All right, next we got John calling in from Minnesota with a question about fungicide and insecticide. Hey, John, how are you? Not bad. We could use some more rain. We got a half an inch, but we could definitely use some more. We're about six inches behind normal. Uh, yeah, I think we're more than that behind normal. We're probably eight, nine inches behind. Yeah, it's it's been pretty rough for us, too. So what's your question on the uh, fungicide insecticide? Okay, so on the first of the month, July yep. 1st, 2nd, yep. I sprayed uh, Averis fungicide because we had tire spot in the area so to get ahead of it. So the question is, I'm coming back now. I got a lot of corn... Uh, beetles flying around. Yep. We put a tra- trap out there and it's over threshold. My question is, we got a lot of heat coming this week. I was going to yep. spray the next day or two, but we're going to yep. be in the 90s. Yep. How hot can it be when you, or how, when should you avoid spraying? What temperature? <sighs> okay. So honestly, we really don't like spraying above 85. And as people hear that... And we like spraying fungicide in the morning, morning. when it's cool anyway. Yep. Even if it wasn't going to be 85 or 90 or whatever during the day, we'd, we'd suggest spraying in the morning. But as I say that, and, and I was mentioning this earlier in the show, keep in mind, a lot of people have had great success spraying in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, some of these places where it's a little further south than us in Minnesota and South Dakota. They're hotter And they've still had good luck for many years spraying these fungicides. So I'm not saying it's not going to work, but I am saying you can a lot of times expect better results when you're spraying when it's a little cooler. So just spray in the mornings. It's supposed to be less than 85 every morning anyway this week. So if it's me, that's what I'm going to do. The other thing that I want to mention on your beetle situation is you cannot wait long. Um, you got to get going on that because even a week from now, um, you might have a whole bunch of, they may lay a whole bunch of eggs between now and then, and then you're too late. And sure, you kill the beetles and, you know, at least they're not clipping your your 
uh, silks or anything, but if they lay their eggs, you're still going to have just as much rootworm pressure next year. So you want to get that one done definitely sooner rather than later. As far as on the fungicide thing too, I mean, July 1, that's over three weeks ago. Well, the residual is pretty well worn off now. So I'm with you. If you're concerned about tar spot, you got to get after it pretty quick here. Okay, how about the dew in the morning? Does We got a really heavy dew every morning here. Does that matter? Yep, it does. So you, you want to wait until the dew is at least mostly off. Because uh, what can happen to okay. you is if there's a whole bunch of dew on there, then, I, I mean, obviously, you put more water on and it very well could run off. So you want to wait till the plant's at least mostly dry and then get going and hit it. So that's what I would try to do. Okay, there's a new product out by FMC, Stewart. They claim it's like the cure-all. If you spray it this year, you're going to kill everything. You don't even need to use Capture or Sniper <laughs> in furrow next year. No, <laughs> no. Sounds too I, good to be true. No, no, don't, don't, don't believe that. Uh, we actually used some Stewart on our farm this year, too, just to leave more residual for the beetles. Uh, this is our first year using Stewart on our farm. It just it costs quite a bit more. You can kill beetles with just about any insecticide, but if you want more residual and, and have it keep working, then that's where the Stewart really comes in, in my book. But don't think that it, you are not going to have rootworms next year. You will. So... But anyway, you might have a little better okay. chance because the steward hopefully will give you enough residual to kill any more that show up here in the next couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you're still going to need a rootworm insecticide this this next year. Hey, John, thanks for calling in. Best of luck to you. Oh, do you got more questions? I'll tell you what. If you have more questions, right. hang on for me just a minute. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. When it comes to protecting your field from disease and environmental stress, there's Revitech fungicide. <laughs> and there's everything else. When it comes to unparalleled power, there's Revitech. <laughs> and everything else. And when it comes to speed and stamina, this is Revitech. And this is everything else. Nothing else comes close to Revitech fungicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutricia and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we open up our farm to you so you can learn more ways to improve your farm. And the Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. This year, we're featuring guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, numerous panels of the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running in our demo area than we've ever had before. We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drinks available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything is free. We know that you're busy and your time is valuable. That's why we do everything we can to make sure the Ag PhD Field Day is a very worthwhile investment of your time. So please, 
Go to agphd.com to learn more and be sure to register to join us at this year's Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. When we told growers that New Bear Premium Trifold Herbicide for corn delivers visibly clean fields for up to eight weeks, they were a bit skeptical. Um, we'll see how it works. So we decided to prove it. We set up cameras in multiple cornfields, treated them with Trivolt, and filmed for 24 hours a day. For eight weeks, we saw a variety of weather conditions, and Trivolt worked. See for yourself at trivoltinaction.com. Trivolt is a restricted-use pesticide. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. Read and follow pesticide label directions. Are you ready? We got the need, the need for seed treatment. Start your engines. Ready, set, Intego. Start your season strong with Intego Sweet Soybeans, Intego Fungicide Soybeans, and Intego Sweet Cereals OF from Valent USA. Ask your Valent rep about seed treatment solutions or visit valent.com slash Intego. Always read and follow label instructions. Thanks for listening to Ag PhD Radio today. I'm Brian Hefty, along with my brother Darren. We're live in the Morton studio just talking about the Ag PhD Field Day and taking your calls and questions. Had John call in right before the break. We were talking about fungicide and insecticide a little bit. Uh, John, sorry about that, but uh, thanks for hanging on through the break. What else did you have for questions? I just got a follow-up. I'm going to put 5% boron with when I put on the fungicide and insecticide. Okay. Um, is a quart too much, or what's the limit, especially with the heat we got coming? Yeah, I'm not super worried about that. We have done the same thing. So so let's talk about this just a little bit more. Um, one quart of boron, how much water are we talking about? Uh, he puts on about 18 gallons. Oh, wow. Okay, great. I just didn't know if you were going with a plane or what you were doing. But, yeah, in 18 gallons of water, I'm not concerned. Um, okay. And. Okay, so but let's let's talk just a little bit more, just so I'm I, I'm clear on what we got here. So you you would probably be doing a fungicide and an insecticide and a little bit of boron. Is there anything else going in that tank? No. Okay. So um, insecticide typically does not heat stuff up. Fungicide can. So especially when we talk triazoles, and that's most likely going to be one of the modes of action that you're going to use. So let's say you've got fungicide together with a gallon of boron. Now I'd go, ooh, that's, that's probably getting pretty hot. We have seen that burn stuff pretty hard. A quart of boron, we have yet to see it where I'd say, especially in 18 gallons of water, where I'd say, oh, I don't, mm, that's, that's, that's too much. So I'm not going to promise you that it's going to be great, but I would just say I haven't seen it yet where a quart of boron's hurt anything. Darren, how about you? Yeah. I, I mean, if, I, it, I if there is any leaf response, it's money, I haven't right? seen an issue with a quart of boron no. anywhere. No, it's no. it's when you're doing gallons <laughs> and when you're not doing very much water, that kind of thing, yep. that a guy ends up in trouble. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, like I say, we did one gallon on our farm, and we, it, it, it burned stuff hard. It, it, as it turned out, it didn't hurt the yield. But, but afterwards, we're like, yeah, we, we're probably not going to do that again. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks okay. for the info. You bet. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, bet. Bye. 
We're talking today about the Ag PhD Field Day coming up this Thursday, July 27th. And I know we're talking about some of the different things you're going to see there, but you can see a, a more complete list if you go to agphd.com and click on the Ag PhD Field Day. I think it's all over our website right now. Uh, a couple other tips. You can pre-register online. We strongly recommend that. It will help you getting in faster. Uh, that That's pretty cool. Uh, the other thing, if you're coming uh, the day before or something like that, if you say, man, I want to be there at 7 in the morning, I got a long drive, that kind of thing, just stay in Sioux Falls. Get a hotel room. There's tons of hotels, really good hotels, lots of brand new hotels even yeah. in Sioux Falls, and that's only 10 miles away. So you can can pull in there and spend the night, and then you can be out of the field day even ahead of 7 o'clock. We'll yeah. see a lot of cars starting to show up probably by 6, I'm yep. guessing, in the morning. I yep. think our, yep, our parking crew do. is easily there by 5.30. Yeah. Again, there's no fee for parking. It's free. The food's free. The whole day is free. Uh, we we just want to have people there to help and to make sure we get people parked in straight lines so we can maximize how many cars we can fit in our lot and still have space for you so you aren't crammed in there. Right. But yeah, I I, I can't stress this enough. Come early in the morning. It's It's so beautiful most of the time. Right away in the morning on the field day day and yeah if you're walking around already at 6 30 and i know you're probably like oh my gosh that's really early for a farm show well <laughs> the phd field day is a little different than a normal farm show so this is kind of a special deal it's just a one-day event and we're trying to make sure you have the best experience possible uh and, and a lot more fun than you would at a normal farm show or anything like that but yeah you show up early you get the chance to walk around talk to people and everything and and like we say we have air-conditioned tents air-conditioned buildings all that kind of stuff you're gonna have uh have a great time even though yeah it might hit 90 that day but i mean it it's gonna be super nice that morning from the way it looks all right brian get this one uh, that came in from ryan here in the ag phd mailbag uh, he sent a couple of pictures of smut. common smut yep. uh, right on the ears of some corn. He said, guys, uh, I'm out scouting my crop this morning, and I noticed I got a small percentage of ears in the field that have smut. A uh, couple questions for you. What would cause this, and will it spread from those few ears that I have? Well, I see it on more ears this year. I'm in West Central Illinois. All right, so first of all, we don't see smut real often. Now, last year, like in our region of the country, it was the worst that we had seen it in, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. So the number one thing is stress. And you say, well, stress can mean a lot of things. Okay, where we see it the most is after hail. Beyond that, it's drought. And then it's worsened a lot of times when you have excessive nitrogen. And so think about this for just a second. Stay with me here. When you have drought, what does that a lot of times mean? Lower yield. Okay, so if you have lower yield and you were fertilizing for your normal yield, what does that mean? That means you're going to have excessive nitrogen. So we did see this in northern South Dakota, in probably central Minnesota last year. Around here, it uh, wasn't bad at all. But again, hail is the number one cause. And then the other thing is just quite fr frankly, uh, you, you have some fluke deals. So there were some deer out in your field feeding in that area. Uh, somebody hit it with the equipment. Um, I mean, just random things like that where, oh, it's a little spot in the field. Generally speaking, it doesn't spread that much. I'm not that worried about it. It's it's typically an infection that started much earlier in the season, well before you see this. 
it's kind of like sclerotinny white mold. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I got white mold now. Well, actually, you probably had white mold a month ago is when it got started in your plant. So anyway, no, I, I wouldn't get super concerned about this, uh, but I would say this. You are going to notice a difference in varieties. You're going to notice a difference in, you know, from soil type to soil type. Um, I mean, there there are things, if it was just simply, let's say, some kind of fluke deal, then you're going to see more of these differences. And so literally there were a lot of people last year, unfortunately, that said, well, th this variety had smut, so I don't ever want to plant that again. I'd be willing to bet you a lot of money, at least in our region. They're never going to see smut with that hybrid again because they're only going to plant each hybrid, you know, what, maybe two or three years, and then you switch to something else. So, unfortunately, a lot of people went away from some of their very best hybrids just because they had a little bit of smut in there one year, and it hurt the yield a little bit. If they'd have gone back to it, probably would have been fine. But, yeah, most of the time, these things are kind of fluke deals. Because, like last year, even, we would see it in one variety in one plot, and then in another plot, it'd be a different variety. It's like, whoa. So it was it it must have been more the timing on when stuff happened, or I, you know I don't know. So a lot of people in South Dakota last year thought it was when the that derecho came through in July, which I can believe it. I mean, you had in some areas hundred mile an hour winds, and you had basically dust blowing from two states away, smashing into your crop. Well, what do you think? I mean, it was probably carrying some of that disease with it, and that spread it. And that's the way it goes. So it's just like when hail comes through or anything. So anyway, yeah, sorry that you're you're having this. Hopefully it remains isolated and it will be no big deal. All right, got a couple of questions here from Russ up in north central South Dakota. So first of all, guys, um, I heard about headline use on corn and fungicides. Uh, but what about on soybeans? Would you just use the normal six ounce rate around flowering, beginning pod, uh, are you looking no. for yield improvement or just help with heat stress? Okay. If all you want is the plant health benefits, I'd probably go with a half rate. I really would. And then for the actual disease, I would use something else. So we're seeing too many resistance issues with straight headline or any straight strobilurin. Okay. So we want to get another chemical family out there, if not two. And here's, and you might go, oh my gosh, I just asked about the one thing and now you're getting, you want, you want me to spray two other fungicides, but just stay with me here. If headline doesn't work, you have resistance. And, and I say, okay, add another mode of action. Okay, how many effective modes of action does that leave you on in terms of disease control? One. Is that enough? In my opinion, no. I want two. So then I know I'm going to have less chance that there are, there's anything that breaks through that for more resistance. So yeah, I know it's a lot, but if it's me, I'm going half rate headline, then a strobe, or sorry, then a triazole and an SDHI. All right, Russ's other comment is, we got a lot of rocks in the ground, so you don't want to do deep tillage, but to deal with compaction, what do you think about sunflowers or other deep-rooted crops breaking up the compaction and helping the ground breathe? Oh, might help it a little bit. I, I wouldn't expect that's going to solve your problem. To me, it's more drainage. It's having good calcium levels, building soil organic matter, things like that over time. And occasionally, you just have to do a little bit of tillage. Hey, thanks for the questions, Russ. We really appreciate that. Uh, just one more time, I would just mention the Ag PhD Field Day coming up Thursday, July 27th. That's this Thursday. Go to agphd.com for more details. Thanks for listening to today's program. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.